Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. Every single day. Hope you enjoy. The owner of that pitcher made an offer. Could she please pour some of that tea into a cup for someone else to enjoy? And every single day, the pitcher refused. Then the pitcher wouldn't have any more tea. And that would be terrible. The tea is delicious. The owner often reminded the pitcher of her promise to refill the pitcher with fresh tea should the pitcher run low. But the pitcher never could quite believe that promise. So it held on to its tea. And the tea was never enjoyed by anyone. And eventually it went stale. I first heard that sermon illustration, or at least something very similar, probably 20 years ago, and it stuck with me. How often are we like that picture? Our gospel lesson is just two short verses today, two simple verses about how we treat those who are prophets, the people who proclaim God's word, and those who are righteous, those who embody God's word, who put God's words into action. But Pastor Michelle, you might be thinking to yourself, Jesus says, whoever welcomes you, we are the ones who welcome. Jesus is talking about how people receive us. And that's true, of course, Jesus is speaking about that. But God has this cool setup. Sometimes we represent Christ to the world. Sometimes we are the ones who need welcomed and who speak God's word to others. And other times, we are the ones who need that prophetic word in our lives. We need to hear the gospel. We need to know that God loves us. We need hope. And we need challenge. Because of this, we are supposed to always be on the lookout for God. And God warns us throughout the biblical witness that Jesus shows up in some very unexpected places. It's happened a time or two before that people have entertained angels, even Jesus himself, without knowing it. Which is, of course, exactly what Jesus was saying in this passage. When we serve others, we serve him. Even things as simple as welcoming others and giving others a cup of water, those little things glorify God. They honor Christ. Why? Because God is generous. God is generous with forgiveness. God is generous with love. God is generous with kindness. God is generous with actual material things. This world is abundant with resources. And those who don't have enough go without because of our greed, not because of God's stinginess. God is generous with welcome. The Bible is one story after another of God including those that we thought weren't invited. God is generous with life. It teems within and around us. God is generous with self, taking on a human body and loving us so much that not even death stopped him. God's generous. So we are called to be generous And sometimes for me, I can be a bit like that pitcher at the start of the sermon. I don't have it in me to forgive another time. 
What if I end up empty? I can't afford to show kindness at that moment, usually because I kid myself into thinking I'm too busy. I can't give some of my money to that person in need, though I certainly feel very sad. I have a lot of bills coming due, and the money only stretches so far. And so, at times, I keep it all in, generosity in its many forms. I don't want to end up empty. I end up stale instead. When I pass on too many opportunities to be generous, when I go too long without stretching and growing and finding ways to be generous where I can, I end up stale. Like muscles that are beginning to atrophy, forgiveness gets more difficult the less forgiving I am. And I stop even noticing the opportunities to be kind if I spend long enough missing opportunities to be kind. When I'm not loving others as Christ loves me, well, friends, I don't end up more loving. And not everyone has enough money to give financially, but I often do, at least a little here and there. And the minute I start convincing myself otherwise, which is really easy for me to do, is the minute I start becoming more self-centered in other ways, too. Because if I'm going to convince myself that my extras are more important than someone else's needs, I have to do some self-centered mental gymnastics to get there. I do them sometimes. I'm just pointing out I am not more generous by the time I'm done with them. Those things that reflect God's goodness, they become stale within us if we do not allow God to use them. To keep with the illustration, God is trying to offer refreshment to a world so thirsty for those things. Mercy and kindness and love and forgiveness and welcome and even our excess material goods. And God is using us to do so. But God doesn't make us. God only promises to fill us up again. God hasn't let me down yet, honestly. Every time I've been generous, it has worked out. Admittedly, the money has gotten a bit tight at times over the years, but here I am, still good to go on that. Giving and asking for forgiveness, God provides what I need. Offering up my time or being kind in some way, whatever the form of generosity, God's used those times when it was difficult for me to be generous in any way to help me grow in some new way. I understand more about who God is and how God sees the world through these opportunities for generosity. And I understand more about who God is and how God sees the world through the times I have been the recipient of such generosity. Those instances have shaped and formed me in significant ways. There are far too many to count, and I look forward to sharing them with you in the coming years. All of this to say, God's goodness really is surrounding us. We just have to remember to notice it. So be generous. God's word assures us it doesn't have to be anything big. A simple welcome a cold cup of water, the small things have big implications in God's kingdom. Every good thing we do to glorify God, every time we live and love like Jesus in some way, 
we help reveal God's kingdom here on earth. Environmental activist Jadav Payang was a teenager when he started planting a tree a day. He's continued to do so for 44 years now. And now the forest that is a result of his efforts is larger than Central Park and provides life to a wide variety of plants and animals. Imagine how one generous act a day, over the course of an entire lifetime, could flourish. What sort of home could our kindness provide for God's creatures, great and small? What shelter could we provide for the vulnerable among us? Who could thrive because we provided that cup of water, that welcome in God's name? What will happen to our hearts, our minds, our spirits, when we invest in God's kingdom with such persistence? The rewards, it turns out, are not just eternal. Our lives on this side of eternity will be filled with God's grace and mercy and joy. This is not because God withholds goodness from those who don't live in love like Jesus. That's not it at all. It is because God designed the system to multiply. Love increases the more we share it. The owner always refills the pitcher. Our task, then, is to embrace the challenge and welcome and serve everyone as if they were a prophet of God, a child of God, Christ himself, and then watch God work. Amen.